You're listening to the Red Diamond Courier, an Elder Scrolls podcast. Here are your hosts, Bob Chichinsky and Dog Bark 24. Welcome, everyone, to episode 37 of the Red Diamond Courier. I am here with you as always, Bob Chichinsky, here with my good friend, Dog Bark 24 Dog, how you doing this week, my dude? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Doing good, doing good. Excited to be here as always, and excited to be talking about, you know, Elder Scrolls Online. I, I'm already going to start rambling right off the rip. <laughs> I guess I should stick to the script. So we are going to be here talking with you guys this week, uh, talking regions. Once again, we are getting so close to those DLC regions. We only have two more base game region sets of all the factions. So this is going to be the fourth region of each faction. And uh, especially if you played back, you know, when the regions were, you know, zone locked, level locked, you really are like, okay, yeah, I remember that. But anyways, yeah, so we're excited to talk about these regions with you guys. Lots of set talk today. See if uh, some of these hold any uh, lost treasures that you guys could go farm for, especially with that set collection, uh, you know, sticker book coming out. So. We are going to be talking Malvator for the Aldmeri Dominion, East March for the Ebonheart Pact, and the Alakur Desert for the one and only Daggerfall Covenant. But of course, we are going to, you know, start it off with not only some Cyrodiil scores, but some news of which there is very little. But Dogged is here to tell you all about it. Yeah, speaking of news, didn't we uh, get a review from a person? Yes, Doug, <laughs> we do have a review. You want to do that right now, right off front, knock it out? Yes, I do. So we got a review by uh, Russell Hess. He gave us a five-star review, and it says, Just the facts, folks. I rarely do this, but this is a podcast that I listen to, and then save the episodes for later reference. I really have a hard time in ESO sorting through what gear is worth keeping, how certain gear fits with my playing style, etc. Bob and Dog do really do a good job dispensing information in a context so it makes sense to me. Highly recommended. Plus, they seem like nice enough guys, and I don't think they have ever ganked me while I was questing in Cyrodiil or the Imperial City during events, but I don't doubt that they would. <laughs> and I think that's a fair enough statement. I mean... You know, if I'm uh, in a tower in Cyrodiil and you come up the tower and and if you were a yellow and, you, you know, yellow was giving me some problems and I see, you know, a chance to javelin you off to your death. I think that's, you know, I think that's fair. And if you try to ruin my scam farm in the Imperial City, which I really don't have to do much anymore. So I probably won't be doing that anymore either. So, yeah. <laughs> uh Wow, dog, you really have a guilty conscience. <laughs> you really had to defend no. yourself there. I thought you just wanted <laughs> to talk about the review. I didn't, I didn't know you had to defend yourself from ganking so hard. I mean, if you're a Nightblade, then you're the class that says, hey, I want to be ganked. So, and you know, the Nightblades that see now you've just got us on a whole ganking conversation. <laughs> like, why? Why did you do this? Because. <laughs> Classic dog. Well, anyways, Russell Hess, thank you for your five-star review. We super appreciate it. And I know someone in Canada sent his review. I freaking saw it, and now it freaking disappeared. I can't find it. I will find it, and I will shout it out. Thank you so much. Super appreciate it. I will find it, I swear. Um, it just isn't going to happen within the time we have to record this episode. <laughs> so. Thank you guys for that. And anyone, it super helps if you go leave a review. It shoots us up the charts. Also, big help if you go tell your friends, hey, you love Elder Scrolls. I know this podcast. It's perfect for you. These guys won't gank you. That last friend might be alive, but it's okay. <laughs> 
So yeah, you know, self-promotion at the very start of the show out of the way, but thank you, dogged. But anyways, other than that, we do have some actual Elder Scrolls news. And if you guys have been following along with the Lost Treasures of Skyrim event, you know we hit 100%. So awesome. All the stuff, free stuff. Go get it. It's in the crown store. You got two weeks, and uh, that should end up being right around Friday, October 16th. So make sure that you are going into the crown store and getting that. And enjoying it. Enjoy the crap out of it. Like, well, I'm not so big on the body markings, but man, the pet and the house is, uh, it's stellar, honestly. Yeah, the house is pretty amazing, especially, you know, compared to the previous years. Yeah, I know that you like it much more than the Elsewhere one, right, dog? Yes, the Elsewhere one is uh, interesting. It's like four houses in one. But you only get the same limited amount of spacing as you as a normal like big house, as the notable homes. So, have you ever actually hit seven hundred though? Man, my uh, guild hall's always at like seven hundred. Like I move stuff, then I add stuff. Like darn, I need to get rid of some of this other small stuff so I can add more small stuff. <laughs> it's a problem. <laughs> it's a problem. All right, all right. Well. There it is for you guys. You got the chance. We all worked together. You guys did so much digging. It was inspiring, honestly. And uh, you dogged, got into antiquities. Uh, my girl Solo did a bunch of antiquities. I went crazy on antiquities. So it was uh, really awesome to see the you know us pull off. Another uh, 100% of another, you know, number that we'll never know what it was or quote unquote, if it existed. No, it exists totally. So let's talk about Cyrodiil. Dog, have you been living in Cyrodiil lately? I don't think I have been. I think I've mainly been uh, doing the antiquities and grinding out levels and that kind of stuff. It's true. I did get to dabble a bit back into Cyrodiil. I finally, um, you know, threw on some bright throats with my, gosh, what the heck am I wearing? The uh, new moon, of course. New moon, bright throat. I was like, whatever. I don't care anymore. I want to do some PvP. I don't care if I don't have good traits. I'm probably going to get wrecked in there. I threw on the uh, resistances, uh, Mundus, just so as a little bit, you know, I could survive in there, not just get totally destroyed because I didn't have any impen or anything. And then uh, no heavy pieces. Well, actually, probably one heavy pieces or heavy piece. But anyways, anyways, um, got to go in there and it was the no CP camp. First time really messing around in it on PC. Um, like. Blue was dominating, so that, of course that was nice. I went in there and found a couple, you know, low CP reds to, you know, just pick on. Got to take them down real quick. I was like, okay, I can kill people on PC. This will be okay. And, um, you know, got to go get a sky shard behind one of the EP gates. And I now only have like four, yeah, 14 sky shards left in Tamriel on PC. Stay tuned for that because that will be done very soon. But nice. uh, did you ever get that Zahn shoulders for your, uh, you know, uh, build or no? I am very glad to say yes. I finally nice. got it the other night. <laughs> I got it in um, heavy, and I have the medium. I, I had all three weights of the ma- of the helmet. So threw on the mask. Got my undaunted bonus going on. I also have the heavy if I want to do two heavy pieces and PvP. So super excited for that. I, I might finally be dabbling in some PvP now. Nice. That's a uh, really good. Yeah, especially with Battlegrounds coming back. But we do, of course, have scores for you guys. And we will start with PC Stadia, as always. And 
We are glad to report that the Daggerfall Covenant is up on top, 40,278, but a very narrow lead over the Aldmeri Dominion, 40,163. Just over 100 back. It is very, very close, and we're almost halfway. We're looking at 18 days. Then you've got the Ebonheart Pact at 35k flat. So they're about 5k back. They're trailing, which is kind of weird. EP's always up there on PC. But anyways, way to go, DC. Keep it up. Don't let AD pass you guys. On PCEU, we've got AD in first with 38.8k. EP in second with 38.5k. And DC in last with 33.6k. So they're pretty far back, but it's a pretty good battle for the front there, too. Pretty close in uh, both both sides there. So it'll be interesting to see how those work out the rest of the month. And I know that the console ones are coming down to it, dog. How are things going on Xbox? All right. So for Xbox NA, there's three days left in the campaign. Then you have DC in first with 86.2K. You have AD in second with 79.7K. And then EP in last with 73.2K. So, yeah, I think it's pretty safe to say that DC will most likely win uh, Xbox NA. And then over for Xbox EU, you have EP in first with 87K, AD in second with 82K, and DC in last with 69.7K. And I think it's pretty safe to say that uh, EP will probably win on the Xbox EU side of Sirudo. Yeah, and very similar to it on PS4 NA, we've got EP in the lead as well with 87K. Daggerfall Covenant right behind him. Well, not right behind him, really. They're pretty far back. 80K. And then Almer Dominion at 78K. So PS4 NA, usually very close, pretty divided this time. Looks like EP might run away with that one. And then we've got the PS4 EU side of things, where the Ebonheart Pact is also leading. This might be the biggest lead of all. Yep, this is it. Well, the highest score so far, at least. 89,000. And, oh, this is the biggest lead. Up 11,000 on the Daggerfall Covenant, 78k, and the Alamary Dominion is in last with 69k. So dramatically spread out over there on EU with three days left. Ebonheart Pact is running away with it. I don't think they'll quite make it to the 100k barrier, but still a pretty impressive score. Those guys went hard in PvP this month. Yep, I think, uh, you know, clearly that a bunch of the Daggerfall Covenant, 80. Players were uh, doing the antiquities, and that's why <laughs> Evan Hart fact is so easily be able to know score through the top. That is a great point. You know, they're <laughs> like, "Oh, these guys are going to be getting us house. Just take advantage and go freaking get to first place." Totally, no other reason. Yep, uh, we see you, Lotus. I'm just kidding. Anyways, those are the scores, and. We are, you know, glad to bring it to you. Glad to report DC is leading a couple. AD is leading one. We got all three factions, you know, still hotly contested, vying for the throne. So with that, we are going to get straight into the bulk of our episode. We're going to be talking all kinds of sets this week what because we're going to be talking regions. And regions come with a lot of it's the whole thing of the game you could pick any freaking region and go to it and have honestly almost a normal game's worth of experience but we are specifically talking today about the fourth progressive region of each faction so as you start and do the faction story quest it will slowly lead you through the zones of the faction, and these are going to be the fourth ones you would end up in. So, as I said earlier, we got Malabar Tour for the AD, 
Alakir Desert for the DC, and East March for the Evanhart Pact. Dogged, why don't you get us started with some of these craft, well, the crafted sets that all of these regions share. All right, so first up, you have Vampire's Kiss. This set will give you health recovery, max health, healing taken, and when you kill an enemy, you'll heal for 8,800 health over 6 seconds. The next crafted set is Alicia's Bulwark. Uh, this one will give you armor, health, more armor, and then its fifth piece passive is when you take damage from a melee attack, you have a 15% chance to reduce the attacker's weapon damage by 300 for 5 seconds. And then the last set is Song of LeMay, which will give you armor, more armor, max health, and then when you take damage while you're under 30% health, you deal 3786 magic damage to the attacker and healing for the damage done. This effect can occur once every three seconds. What do you think about all these sets here, Dogged? Any opinions on them? These sets all have uh, tanking capabilities, like, you know, like Song of LeMay gives you armor, armor, health. So does Alessia's Bulwark. And then Vampire's Kiss gives you a healthy cover, you max health and healing taken. So they kind of make you a bit more tankier. Aside from that, uh, I don't think you'd be using these sets much if you're doing anything like over vet because they really aren't the greatest sets. But yeah, definitely interesting in the way that they're all like so similar, you know, in the tanking vein. Or at least, you know, it seems like that off the rip. You do got to keep in mind they're crafted. So that means you can make these in any way, jewelry, weapons, you know. So um, one in particular that kind of stuck out to me, um, Song of LeMay. You know, if you tried switching that, doing it in light, and, you know, you get some nice armor passives on the way up with some extra health, get you a little tankier for, like, PvP, and then you got a five-piece where when you take damage while under 30% health, you deal magic damage. That's awesome, and it can occur every three seconds, and you heal for the damage done. So the only thing... Because it's cool, and it shoots out some good damage. 4,000, nice little surprise chunk. But the thing is, 30% is just a little low, especially for me. I mean, it's nice that you have that armor and health there, so it allows you to survive and have confidence you can get below 30 and still make it out of there. But I would much rather see this at, like, 40 or even 35. But I think that it's something that could definitely make work. Now, as always, these regions have Munda Stones located for you to go get your blessings. And the regions share the same Munda Stones as they do sets. All these, uh, these first few things here are shared things. And the Munda Stones in these regions are the Ritual which increases your healing effectiveness. The Thief, which gives you increased critical chance. And the Warrior, which gives you increased weapon damage. And the Warrior is certainly a super popular one, and so is the Thief. The Thief used to be like pretty much the most meta one for like uh, PvE, DPS. I think Shadow probably barely surpassed it recently, but yeah. That increased crit chance is huge, and it can be super helpful for your build. What about the ritual, dog? Healing is your thing. Is it good? Um, the ritual is good for like PvP healers, but that was like a while back, and now healing is a bit broken. And yeah, healing is just super powerful. You might need the ritual for like no CP healing if you're planning on doing that, and like what the. What is that campaign? The Ravenwatch campaign? Yeah, Ravenwatch. I think so. But I think that might be the only case that you might need more uh, healing effectiveness for your healing done. Well, that's that's good to know, you know. Um, yeah, healing is definitely a, a little bit broken. What are you? What's the Mundus you usually run out of curiosity in PvP? Does it does it 
switch for PvE to PvP? I either use spell damage or max magicka, depending on what did I need. Very nice, very nice. So to finish up this little shared section, we also have the fact that each of these regions has seven striking locales, one public dungeon, which is a full skill point when you go complete the group event in there, and 16 sky shards, which will lead you to five skill points as well. And that's per region. So sky shards are awesome way to get skill points plus going and doing public dungeon uh group events so with that i am gonna let dog take it away here for uh malbotor or at least start us off with the uh, light set here or well actually what are what are your uh thoughts of the overall terrain here and everything of malbotor dog i know you recently did the ad quests uh, was it a zone that truly enticed you the AD storyline for malabout tour is uh okay um sylvanar and all that yeah uh the sylvanar was a kind of like confusing and that's how i kind of felt about malabout tour too it's like kind of hard to follow like, i like i kind there. of got it but the, the, the other time i kind of didn't get it it was a bit weird I think I like the green lady part in green shade better than the the Sylvanar part. Yeah, I can agree to that. I don't know. The only thing like Malbator. Okay, so totally just side note. But I think one reason I truly hate Malbator is that um, there's this point where you have to go do a quest. And uh, you have to like, kill like the Sylvanars, like they're keeping him hostage in some house, and it's like in the downstairs of the house. And you have to go down there and kill this guy. And um, when the game dropped on console, that quest was so broken, and no one could finish it. The guy would not spawn for you to kill, and uh, it was literally like. Picture a small size home in Elder Scrolls Online just with hundreds of players lining the walls of the house, jumping on every crate and window seal and possible thing and just waiting around. Everyone shouting in voice chat because there is no text chat. So everyone's shouting different orders. Oh, don't stand in the middle of the room. It won't spawn. Don't do this. Don't, you know, it was ridiculous. Don't look to the left. Don't stand over there. Don't kill him before he goes to the second step of the staircase. Like, and none of it worked. It was just broken. But I think that is when I just developed a hatred for Malvaltor. And it has never, ever come back since because I was stuck there for so long. And back then, you you couldn't progress the game. Like you were stuck there, so it's like. Uh, but hey, that's also when I found a love for uh, Elder Scrolls Online PvP, which probably would happen eventually. But that forced me into it. So that's my Malvaltor story, I guess. That is an interesting Malvaltor story. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, right. So, uh, how about that light set, dog? Alright, so the light set from the region is Spinner's Garment. This will give you Max Magicka, more Max Magicka, spell damage, and then the fifth piece passive is 3450 Spell Penetration. The uh, medium set is Salvation. This is Max Stamina, Sam Recovery, more Max Stamina, Then its fifth piece passive reduces the cost of Werewolf Transformation ability by 33%. And... While in werewolf form, weapon damage is increased by 150. And then the last set is Thunderbugs Karakapas. Uh, this one will give you armor, more armor, and spell damage. When its fifth piece passes is, is when you take physical damage, you have a 50% chance to deal 5314 shock damage and a 5 meteor radius around you. And then this effect can occur once every 3 seconds. Very nice, very nice. So, uh... Let me just start off talking about some of these sets here, and then I'll toss it to you, dog. 
spinners right off the rip is a uh, it's definitely a been one of my favorite pvp sets many times it still is a tried and true pvp set for magic users gives you a lot of overall magic extra spell damage but the penetration is really what is important and what uh really helps you in pvp and you can never get enough penetration it's kind of hard to come by and you know it's only in certain sets etc there may be other things that are better than spinners now, but paired with the right things, spinners can be so deadly. For example, v spinners and vicious death is still a just classic bomber combo. Uh, spinners with and <laughs> with Baylorgs, of course, and then spinners and War Maiden is a great, great combo. Also, you know, with Baylorgs, I mean, you put Baylorgs on anything, dog, but. Yeah, Spinners is a awesome, awesome set. And then um, I don't have much to say about the other two. But Salvation is interesting because I think people would, might actually really enjoy that because you get a lot of max stamina, which is, you know, important for when you're a werewolf. Plus, it reduces that cost by 33%. And the werewolf transformation is not cheap. That is a pricey ult. Plus extra weapon damage well in werewolf. I mean, all pluses there. I think if someone's doing a specific werewolf build, especially for like PvP, you could really work that into it and do some serious damage. And then for Thunderbugs, yeah, I just, I mean, there's so many sets that kind of do the like, when you take damage, you shoot off damage. I mean... It's interesting in the way that it gives you spell damage. So if that's something you've always wanted from a heavy set, I, it's there. But other than that, yeah, that one's probably one you could feel safe deconning. Once it's in your collection set, of course. It's of course, because, you know, might as well save it like, you know, it's a month away. Yeah, well, that's true. You just hoard everything for the next month. That Don't do that. You guys will blame us for your inventory woes. <laughs> <laughs> a dog already blames me for all his problems. I'm just kidding. Have you seen my, like, my Xbox character is so screwed. Like, <laughs> my bank's full. My main is full. I'm just trying to, you know, do daily. Our guild banks and are full. And I kill a box. Like, yeah, our guilt his are mail full, is full. And... My mail is full because <laughs> he sent me all his extra things he can't hold. It's screwed. It's just, the dog just filled everything in the whole possible thing. Two guilt like... banks. Like <laughs> I have like freaking uh. Right. I have like a six or seven pages of like mail that I return to myself. My inventory is full. Like I'll uh, loot a boss, and my inventory will be full. And I do some inventory management real quick. Then I go to the go to the the, the hero storm, loot that. My inventory is full again. Oh <laughs> I, I end up sent doing I think four more mails today or yesterday, and yeah. When I got my tickets today, I uh, well, I only did like one thing, so I might have a full inventory. But tomorrow, when I do, you know, the dailies, my inventory is gonna be full, and we have to do more mail. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. So yeah, but anyways, did you have any thoughts about these sets, dog? Yes. Uh, um, for spinners, spinners is a really good set. Um. Yeah, when you pair that with uh, War Maidens, that's a very deadly combo. And your monster set that really doesn't have to be Balorg. It can be maybe Valken Scoria or maybe a Sustained set. Because with War Maidens being buffed and spell and then the spell penetration for the spinners, that's just a really deadly combo. Uh, Salvation, Werewolf Transformation is 300. So 33% of that, it reduces your... Uh, Werewolf transformation by, you know, pretty much 100. So, 
yeah, I could say, you know, that set could be the salvation for werewolves. And then the last one, Thunderbug. There really isn't much to say, but uh, it isn't really the greatest of sets. Um, when you take physical damage, you do some shocking damage back. It's a whole 5k damage. So, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, shocking how not important <laughs> that set is. I'm just kidding. I don't know. That was not. That was pretty much as bad as any of your puns could have been. <laughs> my two puns. I don't know. My two puns are pretty good. The first one was okay. Uh, we'll just skip the second. I'm just kidding. Anyways, so dogged. Well, no, nah, actually. I'll, I'll throw it back to you, Guild Traders, after. So we don't just go dog, dog, Bob. Anyways. So, we some other stuff about the zone. We've got all kinds of cool stuff going on here, as always. If you're trying to get all the quests done and get that achievement, the Malibu Adventure, you're looking at 40 quests. And eight of those are going to be the zone quests you could do. Now, with this zone, you might be trying to come here and farm spinners after we talked about how awesome it is. And we would not blame you at all. So, uh, Dog's got some things here for you. The public dungeon, first off, is going to be an awesome way to go get those spinners' weapons. Then... If you're trying to get the jewelry, you know it already. You got to be farming dolmens. And the Sylvanar Vale dolmen is always popping with people. And the dove is right by it. So you got a chance of getting uh, some spinners in there too. That dolmen is the one that is right off the way shrine, right, dog? Yeah, right by the uh, Bendari trading post. Perfect, perfect. And then uh, you got the Bone Grappler's Nest for a. Speedy ring lead farm of the uh, man ring of the wild hunt. And you could get weapon drops there and spinners fractured femur, which is a named infused lightning staff, which dogged and I can guarantee you is pretty freaking awesome. So dogged. What about the guild traders, man? Your favorite thing. All right. So for guild traders, you have a five at the Bandari trading post. At the Bandari trading post, Wishrine. Now, if you look at it, you'll notice that the Bandari trading post town is Bandari space trading space post. But the Wishrine is Bandari space trading post. (laughs) Only you would notice that. (laughs) I've only noticed that because somebody pointed that out like two years ago, and I haven't been able to not see that since. <laughs> so, yeah, now it's, you know, Seems everyone great. else. It's <laughs> true. Yeah, now no one else will be able to unsee it. Yeah. Then you have one at the Drabulway Shrine and one at the Veilgardway Shrine. And those are your seven guild traders for Malabaltor. Any of those uh, very popular Bandari trading? Yeah, definitely the Bandari trading post ones. I think I'll go to the one at Veilguard because it's kind of just out in the open. Out in just a nice area to leave Syria with, so I'll go there or sh- or in my place in Shadowfen. Of course. Just for, you know, short loads right now to Syria. Yeah. So with that, we are wrapped up with Malavator. And we're going to be moving into the one and only East March. We've got a couple zones left for you guys, and we'll be wrapping it up tonight. But we wanted to take this little middle portion of our episode to remind you all of our very awesome sponsors, Loot Crate and Gamefly. And if you go check the show notes, you will see links to both of those where you click those links, and it's like, hey, man. You got sent here by the Red Diamond Courier. And then if you choose to, you know, sign up for either of those services with awesome discounts hooked up from your boys, you will also be kicking back towards the show. So 
that's awesome. Cool stuff for you. Cool stuff for us. It's all part of us being a show in the Robots Radio Podcast Network. And you should definitely go to robotsradio.com, join the Discord, check out all the sponsors, and check out all the great shows like this one you're going to hear about right now. Are you worried you don't have all the answers? Have you ever found yourself in an internet rabbit hole? Call Call Mystery Mystery Time Time Live today. today! It's a new detective business. With plenty of heart. And a questionable track record. We're only in the office for an hour. Every Wednesday. Come hang out. Solve a mystery. It's a podcast. It's a live show. It's a swell time. Subscribe Subscribe now. now. The producers of Mystery Time Live have asked not to take any advice for guidance of the host because they have no idea what they're doing. No mystery will actually be totally solved. And that's individualized for any outside source or sheer one. You can find them live on the Twitch app and find their podcast later on YouTube, Anchor, Spotify, Google, and iTunes. Listening may cause hurtful your death or loss of sanity. We are sorry. This is probably legally binding and you cannot do it. All right, all right, all right. So we are through Malvaltor and we got you know a couple more things here to go over east march and the one and only alakard desert so for east march as far as sets go overland sets for the light we've got stendar's embrace which gives you magic recov two max magics and for the five piece when you heal yourself or an ally you remove all negative effects from them this effect can occur once every 30 seconds per target. That's pretty cool. Then you've got Fjord's Legacy, the medium set, which gives you weapon damage, weapon crit, stam recovery, and the beautiful five piece reduces the cost and increases the movement speed bonus of sprint by 15%. That's cool. And the heavy set, Akaviri Dragon Guard. Gives you magic recov, healing taken, increasing your healing taken, and a max health all on the way to the five piece, which reads it increases your health recovery and it also reduces the cost of your ultimate abilities by 15%. And, uh, dog, I think I know a guy who runs that set. You think you know a guy? Um, I might know a guy. Our tank Gramazon loves the Acre Dragon Guard set. He, um, on his tank, I know for sure that he was running it when we did um, a lot of our hard mode stuff back in the day. The reduction in ultimate cost, the increased health recovery. I mean, all of it is so good. It's a great set and uh, really, really good for tanks out there. And then you also got um fjord's legacy which just i mean you get weapon damage and crit plus the like reduction of cost and of sprint it's just so awesome like this is definitely a farming set you know you throw it on go get those double resources in western skyrim right now or you know whatever but um yeah you wear that with like the ring of the wild hunt throw rapids on like oh my gosh you'd be freaking flying or you just you know have the ring of the wild hunt and just use charging maneuver yeah well i mean but this, (laughs) this would still go over all that right probably but there's a max amount of uh sprint speed oh really Dang it, man. I just want to sprint at 500. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what it is, but that'll definitely push you towards it. Yeah, right. And then um, Stendar's Embrace. I mean, hey, purifies are expensive. And, um, you know, this set, the fact that it does it is really, really cool. It's just when you heal yourself or an ally, removing all negative effects. Downside, it can only occur 30 seconds per target. And Dog can tell you all about how much I get. Yeah, like (laughs) I get debuffed way 
way too quick in between a purify and 30 <laughs> seconds later. So. Yes, uh, pretty much. There are many dots. There are slows. Like, let's say, you know, you get a three or you get a two second slow. That means that that slow gets purified and now you can't purify him for the next 30 seconds. So let's say you get slowed in uh, Fang Lair and, you know, you have Bob over here. He got slowed and then he decides that he wants to walk through the uh, mushroom during the uh, boss. And the mushroom puts a nasty dot on him. But because you have that set and you think, you know, maybe you don't need a uh, purge or anything. Now you're for now, you know, Bob's going to die because you because he uh, that set procced and it uh, took away the slow. And then Bob was like, oh, I can run fast. I'm going to go run right in this mushroom. And the mushroom dotted him. And now Bob's dead. It happens all too often. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But yeah, that's the only problem with that set. The 30 second cooldown is just way too long. Yeah, definitely put like Purge and maybe use like either Fall God if you need like, you know, more magic or just uh, uh, what's it? Crafty Elfeek. That, that one gives you more magic. Fall God for the reduced cost of abilities and more magic. Yeah, totally. So uh, those are going to be the sets for East March. And, uh, I didn't really even get to ask you, Doug. What do you What do you think about East March just in general, man? What is your, uh, you know, thoughts on Elder Scrolls Online's take on East March? It's pretty good. I like it, and it's not rifting. <laughs> is it what or you expected coming. coming from Skyrim? Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, it kind of looks the same. I don't know. I I don't really compare uh, cities. Like, yeah. I think like the only city that I really go, you know, compare to is, is Solitude. And that's because people on Twitter took screenshots of Solitude in Skyrim and Solitude in ESO. And other than that, I really don't pay that much attention to like, you know, region or like landmarks or even just the cities. Yeah, I mean, I was at least excited that Windhelm was there. I was like, oh, okay, cool, cool. We got one cool place to go. And then of I course, also didn't go to Windhelm often, so. Yeah. Now, if it was like Whiterun, then maybe. <laughs> How about the house there in uh, Windhelm? It's kind of expensive, like 300 or something, but nice little townhouse, you know? Yeah, got to love those townhouses. Yeah, you know, we, should, we should mention the houses of a region but i i guess we could do that in a housing episode so anyways before we just start listing all kinds of things you guys don't need to hear um if you're looking for the east march adventure achievement you're going to be going after 43 quests in the zone which is actually probably the smaller amount for an Ebonheart zone but it's a smaller zone, so it's kind of a bigger amount for that size zone. So 19 of those, luckily, are going to be zone quests. And there is a pretty good deal of other stuff going on there. So that one isn't too hard to finish the quests of. It's, you won't be searching for that last one or anything. You rip through those ones pretty quick. I mean, don't forget, 19 zone quests. You got six delve quests. A public dungeon quest, um, right there, that's 26. So you're off to a pretty yeah. good start. And some public dungeons actually have like two or three quests. Sure. Usually just two at max. But And then you also have the holiday quest there, the Snow Bear Plunge, the one and only. In Windhelm, you have three different spots that you got to jump into water and then freezing water, of course. And then you got to go warm up by the fire with your fellow and new life compatriots and, you know, have a good time. Screens all frosty, you warm up. There is an achievement to do one of these jumps with no clothes, no armor, nothing. Full natural <laughs> yep and then be careful on the last jump because if you miss it could be a doozy and yeah i definitely never missed never 
Yeah, never. never. Hit the rocks on the way down and had, had to go back up and go to redo it. <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> so, Doug, what about the guild traders here in East March? All right, you have a find in Windhelm, which is just a little way ways off of the Windhelm Way Shrine. You have one at the Vuljar Meadery Way Shrine, which is west outside of Windhelm, and you pretty much visit it during the New Life Festival when you go to that last jump. And then you have one at the Fort Emil Way Shrine. And those uh, those Windhelm traders, right, dog? Popping. Yes. They're nice and, you know, just right off the way trying so easy to get to. Yeah. So with that, that's about going to wrap us up in East March. Probably my favorite Edmund Pack zone, if I'm not lying. So let's head right into our last zone of the night. The Alakur Desert, fourth zone of the Daggerfall Covenant. Dogged, what about those sets? All right. So well, actually, good. actually. Let's uh let's before I skip right to the end again. What are your uh, overall thoughts here on the Alakur Desert? Was is it uh, as deserty as you were expecting? Yes, actually, you know, I was thinking, wow, uh, you know, it's a place with, like Alakur Desert, you expect to see desert and not like a uh, forest, and there are no forests in the Alakur Desert, just desert and sand. It's and probably and more sand. Yeah, There's a couple of oasis, but I mean, like, it's probably like I guess you can't really say diverse because it's kind of like very monotone once you get in there. But it's so different than like pretty much all the other zones. I mean, the only similar ones to it are other straight desert zones like Hughes Bane or, um. Like Bokarth? Yeah. Craglorn's not full desert though. It has those like grassy grassy areas. Yeah. And like trees and stuff, you know. Not in the Alakur Desert, man. It is just freaking desert. The whole zone. Well, I mean, there's that one part, you know, like goat's head way shrine. It's like a little oasis yeah. in the desert, and you can slaughter all the goats. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's why you know it. I'm just kidding. I that's how you used to be able to level up your uh, werewolf that way. Now you can't, so there's no reason to slaughter the goats anymore. Dog killed so many wolves that I had to turn it off. I'm just kidding. You there's goats, too many goats. There wolves, there goats. Whatever. You're leveling up the wolf <laughs> with the goats. All it's all the animals. You're a dog. I'm a chicken. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> dog. What, what about these sets here? All right. Uh, the first set is Robes of the Wither Hand. This is the light set. This one will give you magic recovery, max magic, max health, and then its fifth piece passive is when you are within 28 meters of an enemy you are in combat with and the enemy dies, you heal for 1600 health and gain 1600 magicka. This effect can occur once every three seconds. Alright, the uh, medium armor set is Sword Singer. This one will give you max magicka, some weapon damage, some weapon crit, and then its fifth piece and then its fifth piece passive will add up to 600 weapon damage to your two-handed abilities. And then the last set is the heavy armor set. This is Order of Diagna. This will give you max health, more max health, 4% healing taken, and minor vitality increases your healing received by 8%. Yeah. Like these sets have some definite interest. I mean, Sword Singer, right off the rip. Like, I've used in PvP. I know other people have used it. I mean, it's one of those sets where it just adds a straight base of damage to uh, your specific blank abilities. And this one is two handed, you know, Dizzy Swing, freaking Executioner. Executioner. <laughs> yeah, these are awesome skills that you're getting super, super buffed in. So that set is totally awesome. Uh, you know, the robes of the withered hand one up here kind of stopped dog in his tracks for a second because it's uh it's pretty interesting. Like it gets you 
resources and health. So, I mean, you know, every three seconds you're getting possibly one points, you know, a, a pretty good deal of magic. I'll just say it that way. Plus health. Now, of course, if you're killing like a big mob of enemies and they all die within a second of each other, it doesn't really help you. But it's still, it has potential. And then for Order of the Diagna, I mean, it's a heavy set, you know. So it's got that big, bulky, like max health twice, super max health, increased healing taken. Then just to top it all off, minor vitality at all times, increasing your healing received by 8%. So you're pretty much going to have a large max health pool. And if it ever gets low, your healing, like people healing you is just going to be like, whoop, full, full bar. So I don't know anyone that uses that one in particular, but I think it can definitely, you could see its viableness. And I mean, that on a tank, like if you're looking for something to pair with like Yolnacrin or Evan, you know, like, Plague Doctor, even. I mean, something like this, uh, it might get you where you're trying to go. Yeah, as long as you know you're not a Dragonite tank using a uh, green Dragon Blood, or it might be any of the Dragon Blood. But uh, yeah, I know one of them. He gives you a uh, that minor, oh, minor vitality. I see, I see. Which a yeah. lot of Dragonite tanks do. So that might be a bit superfluous. But lots of other tanks out there, too. Yep, like Templar tanks, right? Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, did you want to go over anything in this set, Stog? Uh, when I when I grind characters and wrote in uh, Alakir Desert, the Dolmens, I usually uh, try to put on uh, Rose of the Witherhand Jewelry just because it's a light armor set. And it gives you max magic hub. And... If you do, uh, you know, you do a medium armor build, then Sword Singer is pretty good for jewelry too. Especially when you're leveling up and you're, you know, you need new jewelry and you're just getting jewelry from the Dolmen, so might as well use it. Very true. So, Dog talks about Dolmens, and that is because Alakur is the spot to go. If you're trying to level up and farm Dolmens, period, it is the best spot in Tamriel. So if you're on console, just drop in there, drop a LFDG, which stands for Looking for Dolmen Group. You could just drop an LFG, works too, but Dolmen Group will get you where you want to go. You could just join one and then travel around to them as they go to the three way shrines very close to the Dolmens, which is probably why everyone likes it so much. But if you're on console... Do that. If you're on PC, there's usually a auto invite group going on. XYZ, uh, or you know, those specific, you know, try X. If it doesn't work, try Y. You'll see people putting all kinds of letters. Um, but yeah, it's crazy. It's a 24 7, 365, non stop experience drain. It's always people there, period. So. Yeah, and of course, you know, it's happening in the best faction of the game, which is the Daggerfall Covenant territory. This is very true. And, like all Daggerfall zones, the quest amount isn't too insane. This is a pretty big zone, and you only gotta complete 42 quests to get your Alakar Desert Adventure achievement. But only, 20 the, only 10 of those quests are going to be zone quests. So... Doesn't help you out too much there, but there are a lot of other quests going on. Like I said, it's a pretty big zone. So one of the other quests is the holiday quest, which yeah, I think would count for Alakir if you finished it. Well, actually, no, I don't, I'm rambling. One of the quests that does take place in Alakir is its holiday quest from the New Life event where you have the signal fire sprint where you got to go all the way down to Bergama, which is very, 
very far south. And uh, I see that you, you're not a big fan of Bergama here, dog. No, Bergama's fine, just not during the event. I would not recommend using the Bergama Way Shrine, as you have to travel through the city. The city is a laggy city during this event, especially if you're on, you know, 60% mount speed plus rapids, just running around the city like a madman. Not the <laughs> greatest idea. Just breaking the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, plus, like, you have the Devods, uh, Chagrin Mineway Shrine. It's pretty much just as close to where you need to go to pick up the quest, and it's just a straight line. So if you're like me, you do have 60% plus mount speed, you know, much easier to just run there. And I found that plus rapids. Yeah, 62% mouse speed plus rapids. You know, Perfect. Not whatever I said. 60% <laughs> plus mouse speed. <laughs> so I'll take that extra mouse speed. <laughs> I mean, but, just to, you know, introduce Minor Gallop, and there you go. Yeah, but yeah, so Bergama, it's an interesting uh, little holiday quest. Gotta go run do a little time thing you know hit some fires it, it's interesting go try it out new life is coming up get stoked people but anyways that is your quest stuff on alakir your set stuff on alakir and what about the guild traders there dog all right so for guild traders you have five and sentinel right off of sentinel way shrine that's like the main city of the place so that you have like everything there uh, there's one south of Sentinel at Morwa's Bounty Way Shrine. It's, you know, a short run down south. Pretty easy. And then there's one outside of Bergama at the Bergama Way Shrine. So if you do go to Bergama and you do use that Way Shrine during the event, at least check that, you know, the, the Guild Trader. I mean, it's there. Go ahead and check it. Someone will be happy. Or several people might be happy. You might find something good. So... That uh, that's that's about it for us here at the uh, the good old courier shop. We uh, hope you guys enjoyed. As always, we love talking regions and sets. So so many sets to talk in the regions. That's why they're kind of our favorites. But you know, we are also super super excited to get into those bigger DLC areas too. Um, but yeah, we. Love talking regions, and we hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, you know, I know Dog loves talking regions. Talk about regions is fun, especially the sets. Oh, yeah, man. That's set talk, yeah. So, with that, I guess let's wrap it up. Dog, where can the people find us if they want to come talk? Some Red Diamond Courier. You can find us on our Twitter of at Red Diamond Cast. You can join us on Facebook of the Red Diamond Courier. You can join the, our Xbox field of Airs of the Red Diamond using the Robots Radio Discord on robotsradio.net. And if you check our show notes, you can find links to our awesome sponsors mentioned earlier, our merch store where you could get some awesome Red Diamond swag while supporting the show, and our music producer who can mix you all those sweet beats if you're a streamer looking for... The music in the background that is not going to get you a DCMA strike or a podcaster who needs an intro like us. He can help you out. And since, uh, you know, dog through Russ's awesome uh, five-star view up at the start, I don't have anything to read here, but I will reiterate how awesome it was. And uh, thank you so much for throwing that five-star review down for us, Russell. That cracked me up the morning I read it. Um, as I was editing uh, a one of our episodes, so uh, thank you guys. Like that, that means a lot when you guys, you know, let us know that you like the show. Uh, we love putting it out there for you guys, you know. So, uh, anyways, before I, you know, literally build a bigger soapbox to stand on, dogged. Where can the people find you if they want to talk to you? You can find me on Xbox of DogBark24. And you can find me on Twitter and ESOPC of at DogBark24. So, yeah, pretty simple. Pretty simple. And if you're looking for me, you can find me on Xbox of Bob Chichinsky. And then on ESOPC, Twitter, and Twitch, all going to be the same. Bob underscore Chichinsky. 
Come hang out. Come talk some Elder Scrolls. You guys know how much we love it. And anyways, we hope that you guys have a great, great week. And we will see you once again here pretty soon. Thank you guys for hanging out. And we'll catch you next time. Yep. See ya. Peace. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. My name is Brian Burton. It's been 26 years since the bombs fell. And since I've left the vault, I've been trying to rebuild. This isn't the Appalachia that I remember. There's so much more to everything going on. And I promise to find the answer. So if you're out there, if you're listening, just hone in on these coordinates. Remember, there's a place for you at the end. Omega. The Omega Broadcast Fallout Story is available on iTunes, Spotify, and many great podcasting sources.